Good morning to you all. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your loving kindness. Thank you, Father, for your grace and your mercy. Lord, we thank you, Father, for this day, Lord. Father, thank you for another Independence Day, Lord. Father, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the freedom we have, Lord. Father, to worship, Lord, and to lift up your name. And Lord, thank you, Father, that uh, this is a nation, Lord. Father, founded under God. And Lord, just let your presence be with us, Father. And Lord, may you uh, just take over, Father, Lord, as we go into your word. In your sweet and precious name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 So I'd like to go to um, the scripture. But first, I'd like to say, for those of you who were here last Sunday, and you heard um, Pastor Rose gave her message on brokenness, you know, there's nothing... There's no better way to put yourself before God as being broken. You know, and when you are broken, then you're saying, Lord, have your way with me and guide me to the path that you've called me to be. And so um, I just want to keep building on that. And so let's go to the scripture. Uh, Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. And um, I'm reading from the New King James Version because for this explanation, this is um, one of the versions that's really brought it clearly. So Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on the journey. Then who, he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then the one who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid my talent in the ground. 
Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown, and gathered where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the other darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So I just read um, Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. And so I, I want you to put yourself into, into this story that Jesus gave. As I went through it, it was enlightening for me, and I trust it will be do the same for you as well. So, so just imagine with me. So you've prepared a recipe for an important, scrumptious meal. You went out, you bought the ingredients, which required extensive search and many hours of sacrifice. You've prepared all the parts that go into the meal, that make up this meal that you're preparing. You've seasoned, you've done everything. You've sacrificed and given all of your effort to preparing this meal. So you had to leave on a journey to continue the preparation. But as you were departing, you explained to your children that the meal is being prepared to save the lives of the other family members who need to eat this. This meal will avoid their lives from being shortened, prevent starvation, and avoid painful misery. You've left detailed instructions with three of your children according to, based on their responsibilities, and their um, capabilities, you've left instructions with them. You reviewed the instructions with each child. And they're aware of how important this is, how much you've sacrificed, how much it means to the rest of their family members. So you depart. Upon your arrival... You call your three, your three children together and you're asking them for an update on the assignments and the tasks that they were given. They all completed their assignments except for one of the children. So because of this, some of your beloved family, children, their relatives, will die because they were not fed. So in all of this, what do you do? As a parent or as someone responsible, what do you do? So Jesus told a similar story about a similar situation that happened to three men. All three of them 
or given money to see what they would do with it. Something like this has happened to you and I as well. We are living this same thing. He gave them the money to hold for a period of time. Now, the money by itself has no value. I'll show you something. I have with me, I have a bag of money here. Okay. <laughs> so, so I have a bag of money with me, right? This money, unless, and this is different currency from different parts of the world. So if I were to just hold on to this money, this money has no value. I can be surrounded by food, by, surrounded by people who need help. People can die around me. People, I can starve to death unless I take this money and do something with it. See, we have a master teacher, Jesus. Jesus gave this story, but he used money because everyone can relate to money. I can bring a two-year-old two in here, and I can show them money, and they'll react to it. So, so because he knows that money is something that everyone can react to or understand, he used this as an illustration. So in this parable of the talents, the, money, the, the man traveling to a far country represents Christ during his absence from the earth. He entrusted gifts to his children. The five and two talent servants are believers who entered into the joy of the Lord, kingdom blessings. The one talent servant is a mere professor of the faith, but doesn't really act on it. So he's excluded from the kingdom and out of darkness and swept away into judgment with the ungodly. So the topic today is your talents. Your talents. This is really a story about our stewardship. What we do with what God has entrusted to us. And God has entrusted something to each and every one of us. And as I said, as I, as I was going through this, I trust that it will do something for you as it did for me also. It really gives you a revelation of who you are in Christ. And when we talk about the freedom that we have in Christ, and when we talk about, about being free from, 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 from strongholds and, 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 and things that can overpower us, when we think of who we are in Christ and what, he has, what he's meant for us to do and be, we have a new perspective. And so when we see, look at the strongholds and we look at the challenges, we, when we know who we are, we can say that in Christ, I can do all things when I am doing the things that he has called me to do. Your talents. So an example of responsibility. Joseph, in Genesis chapter 39, I'll just talk through it. He was sold to Potiphar, who saw that Joseph could handle the responsibilities he was given. And so eventually, he was given charge over everything in Potiphar's house. Then Joseph was put in jail. Uh, he was put in charge of a few things. Then eventually, he was put in charge of all the activities in Egypt. It happened clear back in the life of Joseph, and the same principles is at work in God's dealing with us. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Who doesn't want to hear that? 
talents. So when we look at, at, at what the talents and what God has entrusted to us, a talent is worth 6,000 denaries or 20 years wage. But I think you will see that the story represents more than just money. It has to do with everything that God has entrusted to us. I want us to consider our abilities. When we think of time or money, you know, we, we might think that, that is, time and money is allowing us to be good stewards. But, 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 but few of us think of our abilities as something that God has trusted us with. So let me add that the gift of the Holy Spirit is living inside us. If you are a Christian, you, you have at least some gifts of the Spirit that the Lord has given to the church through you. It's not just a natural ability, it's a supernatural trust. You didn't have before you were a Christian. And it accomplishes God's spiritual work, talents. Just like a doctor administers drug to help someone get well, you are supposed to administer the gifts of the Spirit in you for the sake of others. Let's go to the scripture, 1 Peter chapter 1, I'm sorry, 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 through 11. It says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speak, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be glory and the power forever and ever. Talents. God wants us to be good stewards of the gifts he has given us. And once again, like everything else, it starts with and centers around God. So as we look at the story that Jesus gave of the talents, there is a master. This master is our Lord. So, so let, let's, let's look at, at the example that was used and how the master uh, was, was represented in this parable that Jesus gave. So what did the master do? The master divided the talents among his servants according to their abilities. No one received more or less than he could handle. If he fails in his assignment, his excuse could not be that he was overwhelmed. Failure can only come from laziness or hatred for the master. Walk through this with me. Okay. It's interesting, you know, I thought about the third servant. I said, he gave one five, he gave one two, and then he gave the third guy just one. But I, I thought about them, I said, you know, my, my heart goes out to this one, this individual who just got one talent. But before you feel too sorry for him, remember I said that a talent is worth 20 years wage. So, so it, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of money. So remember that the master chose to entrust them with something in the first place. God gives us skills, talents, abilities, resources, and the gifts of the Spirit based on what we can handle. Some observations again. 
God feels he can trust them with his possessions. So he took his possession, he gave it to the individuals. So whatever you have to start with, God takes the risk in your case. He feels he can trust you with it. Whatever responsibilities he has entrusted to you, he could have given it to someone else. Instead, God chooses to bear whatever, chooses you to bear whatever the responsibilities are. We all have talents and gifts that build up the body of Christ. And if there's one thing you get from this, I want you to understand that as you, as you go through this, start thinking that you do have gifts that the Lord needs from you, that the Lord has given to you. And let's look at what happens as we neglect what the Lord has given to us. So he wants, us, he wants an increase. He expects them to do something as we go through this story that Jesus gave. He does not just give it to them because it is safe. He expects them to do something with it because they are able. I find it interesting that the next words of Jesus, as we continue going through this chapter, he talks about visiting those who are in prison, feeding the, 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 the poor, praying for the sick, all of these things. Now he's telling you the things that you need to exercise, how to exercise your gifts. So he's, he's going through the gifts that the Lord has given to the church or the individuals that build up the church. And now what are those things you are supposed to do in regards to the gifts that the Lord has given to you? He gives to each a different amount. How much one receives is not based on trustworthiness. That is already assumed of all three. It is based on how much each servant can handle. You know, I thought about the one who received the five talents. Maybe he was, he's been a business executive for some time previous. Maybe the second one was, a great, was not great when it, come, when it comes to business, but maybe he's a determined worker. And they all have, they do not all have the same ability. And so we all have different talent, different gifts that the Lord wants us to use. But when we bring those together, it builds up and, and, and strengthens the body of Christ. Talents. Each of us have gifts and talents that we can handle or bear. Let's think of David. When David was going to fight Goliath, Saul said, give him my armor. Give him my outfit. He put it on. David could not move. It was just too heavy, too much for him. He took it off, grabbed his sling and five stones, and he was moving in his gifts. So, so God gives us what we can handle. He won't give you more than you can handle. And whatever he gives to you, he wants you to use that to the best of your ability. If you have two siblings, if you have two kids at home, you won't ask a, a five-year-old to, to babysit your six-month-old. You just won't because you know the five-year-old just can't do it. Or you won't ask a two-year-old person to, to take a 30-pound bag. You just won't because you know they can't handle it. So God gives us the gifts and abilities that we are able to handle. And, and when we understand that, we can move in the Holy Spirit. And so when we think of the freedom that we have, when we think of what we can do through Christ, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. When you are moving in the gifts and the presence of God, you can do all these things because you are moving according to what he has given to you. 
You're not trying to take on somebody else's because you can't handle that. And so when we look at, 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 the, at the, the individuals who received the talents, the master gave to them what they can handle. And so if they don't do it, it's because they are either lazy, they hate the master, and it's through negligence. And so you have individuals in church who have gifts. Everyone sitting in this chair has a gift or gifts that the Holy Spirit has given to you, that the Lord is just waiting to use. And it's up to us to realize that and say, Lord, touch me where I can move according to your will. Lord, open my eyes. Open, open, open me up, Father. I am broken before you as I am broken before you. Now, Lord, guide me as to where I should go and, and the things I should do to be able to flow in the Holy Spirit and do your work. This is how you receive the freedom in Christ. Talents. So, this holds true to God's servants today. God has trusted us with gifts and ability because he expects us to use them. Whether it's a special gift of the Spirit or even a natural gift, God expects, expects us to use it. He granted Joseph a high position in Egypt so he could save Israel from starvation. He granted Solomon wisdom so he might be a suitable ruler for his people. He granted Jeremiah the words to speak so he could be a prophet to Judah. He granted Moses the ability to lead so he could bring his people out of Egypt. He granted the apostles the ability to do miracles so they can validate their message. He granted Paul with the gift of writing so he could guide and encourage the church. God has granted you and I with gifts and ability that he's just waiting for us to use. So let us be obedient to the Lord, open up ourselves to him so he can use us and take the talents for the kingdom of God. Talents. He has granted you and I with gifts. That's inside of us that he's just waiting to use. We all have gifts inside of us. And I'm about to walk down your aisle in a few minutes. So if you're thinking you are not a part of this, you are a part of this. Let's look at Romans chapter 12, verses 6 through 8. Romans chapter 12, verses 6 through 8. It says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. You heard the word each of us? Each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If, if it is to serve, then serve. If it is to teach, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it, if it, if, if it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Let's look at one more. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 12. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 12. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service 
so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Talents. When God entrusts a gift to someone, it is to see how well they can give it away. He expects us to use them. He has given us all different skills because we are all able to handle different responsibilities. Maybe you have a great ability to visit people, so God has allowed you the resource to do that. A phone, a car, flexible schedule, the ability to drive. Maybe God has gifted you mechanically. You're good with the hands. You can fix things. You can take things together. You can take it apart and put it together, and you're very creative. Consider it a gift that God has given to you. Maybe you've had the opp opportunity to attend college, to gain a higher education. Consider it a gift God has given to you. Maybe you've learned from some very knowledgeable people. Someone may have, have taken you, people have taken you under their wings, and they taught you a lot of skills, a lot of skills. Those are all gifts that God has given to you. Can you type? Can you cook? Told you I walked down your alley. Can you sew? Can you play an instrument? Can you sing? Can you read? Can you paint? Can you work with kids? Can you write well? Can you serve on government? Can you build? Can you repair? Can you encourage? Can you present well? God is just waiting to start using you by the gifts he has given to you. So each and every one of us are part of building the body of Christ. I'm sure you can do one of those things. If you can do one of those things, you have a gift that God has placed into you that he's just waiting to use because he needs it to build the body of Christ. Every resource that we need is sitting right in this room right now. So the gifts that you have Open up yourself and say, Lord, move in and through. Wake up the gift that's in me and take it and let me move forward in your will because I want to be used by you, your talents. You have the talent. According to what you can handle, and this is my third time saying this because I really want you to get this. God has given us all different abilities, gifts, talents, skills, opportunities that we are able to handle and to use for him. If we look at the story that Jesus gave, the master rewards according to faithfulness. Faithfulness. So he went away and he came back to settle the accounts. He came back for, to check up on what was happening. So what was done by the first two servants that pleased the master so much? I always wondered. He said, he was so pleased with them that he, you know, he, he, the door was open. Blessings were all around for these two guys. What, what did they do that pleased the master so much? If you are interested in pleasing the master who is our Lord and Savior, then Jesus gave us some examples of things that we need to do in this story. 
in verse 16 and 17, verses 16 and 17 and 25, it said, they went to work right away at once in the same way. The third servant, King James, and the NIV says this one the best. The third servant went off. Where did he go? Just went off. Probably just moseyed off somewhere and took his gift and put it aside. And in other words, he didn't really take the master serious in regards to what the concern was. So he just went off. The other two went out and they, they just started doing. Moving, and moving in the spirit, moving in the gift that the Lord has given to them. But the third one just went off and did his own thing. They used what they received. When you read this parable, pay attention to what really pleases the master. It was not the amount. He does not say it was success. Well done, good and successful servant. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. You know, as, as parents, as we were bringing up our, ki our kids, now they're older, and we still say the same thing. Uh, when they took part in their you know, schoolwork and their sports and so forth, and even today, we'll always say, give it your all. Give it your all. And I use an example. I said, if you have a responsibility to pick up trash outside up to the point where you're sitting in a big office, whatever you do, give it your all. When you give it your all, you're always a winner. And so this is what Jesus was saying. It doesn't matter that it's a big grandiose or whatever. I just want you to be faithful in what you have and give it your all. If you give it your all, you are a winner. Talents. And I love the way Paul said this in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 6. He said, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. In other words, God does not reward according to success. To do our best is to succeed. To not try is to fail. Which brings us to the next point. The third servant didn't even try. You know, and, and, and I always wondered, why did he buried his talent? You know, it, it, it's... it's the same message was given to everyone. They all received instructions. They all knew how important this was. Just like the one with the, with the, the three children who you prepare the meal, you leave, and you give them instructions. They all understood. But then one decides not to follow. I always wonder, was he afraid that he would lose it? I mean, there are some risks, you know, and, and, and besting. When you invest something, there are risks that you are taking. But, but I always wonder why, you know, did he not 
follow the instructions. But according to the master, the difference between faithfulness and unfaithfulness is the difference between taking the risk and not taking the risk. So he wants us to go out there and do the things that he has called us to do. Many of us do have gifts that we know it's inside of us. Many of us are sitting and we're afraid to step out and use that gift for some reason, whatever reason it is. But here is one thing that, as I was looking into this, you know, I, I, I wondered also, was he afraid that he would, be, he would not be as successful as, as his peers? Maybe he was afraid that the master would compare his job performance to the others, other two. I don't know. But, but there's one thing that came clear as I was doing the background research in this. The last man was really thinking only of himself. He hoped to play it safe and protect himself from the hard taskmaster. But he was judged for his self-centeredness. We must not make excuses to avoid doing what God has called us to do. If God truly is our master, we must obey willingly. Our time, our abilities, our money are not ours in the first place. We are caretakers, not owners. When we ignore, squander, or abuse what we are given, we are rebellious and deserve to be punished. So everything that we have in life, the ability, the skills, all of those things, we all think they belong to us. And we do it with it according as we feel. Really, it belongs to the Lord. And when we understand that, everything that I can do, everything that I can successfully accomplish, all belongs to the Lord. My time, my money, my skill, everything belongs to the Lord. Many times we think it's money and time, but everything, the ability, if you can write well, it belongs to God. Everything, talents. The only comparison a master makes is that of their faithfulness. This is a master who is in touch with his servant's abilities. Think of our Lord. He knows what they can and can't do. He knows where they need to have a break and where they need to be stretched to grow. So we should not question his wisdom in this matter. Sometimes the Lord puts us through some things because he wants us to grow. He wants to stretch us to be ready to go to the next phase that he has for us and using his gifts that he's given to us. Maybe the third guy was feeling that the amount was not significant enough to bother. And we've been there. Many of us have been there. You ever have something that seems so little that it's not worth the bother? The issue is not how much we have, but how well we use what we have. What if the old widow lady had looked at her two mites and said they weren't sufficient? Are significant enough. What if the young boy held on to his lunch and said, this is just my little lunch here. I won't share this. 
What if you had refused to give somebody a ride who needed a ride? What if you did not pray for someone when you knew that prayer was needed? So, and, and what, what, if, what if we all had said, these small things doesn't really matter? Yes, they do. The person you give a ride to, you're able to show the love of Christ to them, and you probably change their life. The person that you prayed for, you probably, you, the Lord moved on your prayer request and touched their situation. You've been a blessing to them. Nothing is too small or, too, or, too, or, or insignificant when it comes to utilizing the gift of God. He's not interested in the size. He's just interested in our faithfulness, your talents. The third servant, whatever the reason, he had the nerve to call the master evil. Think of this now. This is believers. These are people that Jesus taught. Some people went out and did what the Lord had commanded, and some didn't. You ever came across a bitter Christian? A bitter Christian? All have gifts. All have t t talents. Each one. Bible says each, each one of us, we have gifts. And there are some who can take that and they can just go ahead and do and do and do. And the Lord just keep giving more and more. And there are some who just wondering what's going on. Why am I sitting here and this person is doing such and such and here I am. And you become bitter. Why? Because you're not using what the Lord has put in you to use. Building the kingdom. If we use our abilities for God faithfully, he will give us more. Verse 28 is the key verse. And I'm about to close. But verse 28 is the key verse. It says, take the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. As I was reading, who has the ten talents? Didn't you give him five? What happened? Whatever he came back with, the Lord allowed him to keep and started giving him more on top of that. So whatever you have, whatever talent you have, whatever gift you have, go ahead and use it. As you use it, the Lord will keep building upon what you already have. So if, if, if you have one gift that you know that you can do, it, you can give back to the church and give to people, if you use that one gift, the Lord will continue to bless that one gift and whatever you achieve, he will not take from you. He will give to you and keep adding more and more. So you wonder why there are some people who just keep moving and moving and moving and moving and keep on advancing for the kingdom. It's because whatever they achieve, God allows them to keep. And he gives them more. 
I mean, that alone should be an encouragement for us to just keep, whatever I have, Lord, I'm going I'm to wake this thing up and I'm going to use this thing because, Lord, I want you to use me in such a way that you keep adding and blessing and strengthening. Can you imagine he's opening doors for you? He opened one door, you walk through that door and you do what he called you to do. Then he opened more doors, a bigger door. That's how the Lord is working. So now the first servant has ten. He said, Give, take the one from the one and give it to the one who has ten. So as, as, as we use what God has given to us, he allows us to grow. So what are you doing with the gift God has blessed you with? <clears throat> Do you go out immediately and increase the kingdom by putting them to work? Or do you go away and bury them in the ground? If you do that, you are just giving back to him what he gave to you in the first place. This is the gift that he gave to me 20 years ago. If I hit this, every single day that goes by, this devalues. So 20 years later, here, here, here. You know what just happened? Whatever it was that was originally, it is now old and moss and, and devalued, and I'm trying to give this back to him. The longer I hold on to this without using it, the more it devalues. It gets less and less every single day. So the Lord has given you gifts. Take those and use it. Use the gift that the Lord has given you. And I don't know, is, is, is it a stretch to say that if we are faithful and ministering to the people that the Lord bring in our lives and the body of Christ, will he bring more people? Will he send more? That if we are faithful in our immediate neighborhood, will he expand our area of influence? If we are actively doing the Lord's work, will we experience more of his manifestation? That if we put God first in all things, he will smile upon us with peace. He will smile upon us with health. Smile upon us with, with, with financial blessings. Smile upon us with grace. Smile upon us with love and, and, and strength. If we put him first in all things, using the talents that he's given to us. So we are people with great ability who we see might be someone who can play instruments, person who's good at sports, good at business, and we say that person has great ability. Or we see that this person's not utilizing what skills they have. And we say, oh, what a waste. Why is this person wasting the gift that they have? Look at them, look at them wasting it. And then we forget to look at ourselves and say, the little gift that the Lord has given me, why am I not using that? Your talents. Your talents. Amen? Amen. 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 So let us pray. Father, mighty, everlasting God, we thank you, Father, for the talents, Lord, that you've given to each and every one of us. Thank you, Lord, Father, that, Lord, as we are faithful to you, Father, 
Lord, you continue, Lord, to multiply those things. You continue, Lord, to strengthen us. Lord, you continue, Lord, to fill us with peace, with joy, with love, your provisions, with health. When we take the small things you've given to us and we are faithful with it. Thank you, Lord, that, Father, as a body of Christ, that, Lord, we will realize the impact we can have, Lord, for your kingdom and for each other when we take what you have given to us and start using it. Father, may we be broken before you. And Lord, may you speak to our hearts and give us the clarity, Lord, Father, of what we need to do to take the next step. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings upon each and every person, Lord, Father, who's in the service, who are watching online. Let your blessings be upon them. And thank you, Lord, that, Father, from this day forward, we will take a step to utilize the gifts you have blessed us with. In your sweet and wonderful name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 So just in closing, uh, for those who, if you need prayer, or if you feel as if there's a gift that you want to pray about and you want to take that next step in your relationship with God, you know, just text life to the number that you see on the screen. And we'll pray with you as you seek to move forward in the gifts that the Lord has blessed each and every one of us with. God bless you. Happy Fourth of July. God bless you. Amen.